You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You Geritol or you Medicare? I still got neon in my veins. Hey, say what you want, man. This guy could sing. This gray hair don't mean a thing. I'm grateful he found sobriety. Uh, even even in, late in his life, he found happiness, or what seemed to be happiness for him. Then we lost him. George Jones. How about that? What was his nickname? Do you remember? Uh, the, the French Tickler? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. George. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass. Uh, Tony Wink, Scott Casper, and PJ Duran in studio. And uh, Roman Avila with a week off, doing some family stuff. Appreciate that. And uh, by the way, this is Thanksgiving week and our Thanksgiving special, so we do want to wish each and every one of you and your families a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, if you drink, drink responsibly. And if you eat, well, be responsible there, too. We Whoops. don't want you taking a big nap and not getting <laughs> Maybe up. next year. Okay. Uh, coming up next, uh, next guest, Chance Fullerton is joining us. Chance, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, man. 2018 cool. National Hare and Hound Championship. That's pretty decent, huh? Yeah, not too bad. You paid uh, the bills? First, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, my team manager, Rodney Smith, helped me out this year and definitely, uh, definitely does what the team can. You rode the Pro 250 class, right? Yep, Pro 250 class, and uh, I'll be racing the Open Pro class next year. So, th- tell me where the rounds are. Tell me, tell us for the people that, because it's it's a little confusing because there's there's uh, the the Heron Hound is is something that's it's actually been going on a lot longer than most of the series around, but uh, a lot of people aren't as familiar with it for whatever reason. So, talk about the series a little bit. It's out west, obviously. Yeah, yeah the National Heron Hound. Series. The easiest way to explain it, uh, most people I tell them, it's pretty much the GNCC or the top of the line level for off road racing. Pretty much the easiest way to explain it. I mean, it travels pretty much the whole West Coast. We're going to Texas, um, out near your guys' way. Um, where are we? California, Nevada, and most of the rounds, stuff like that. What do you mean by your guys' way? Our, uh, near. Like, I think there's an Idaho round, and there's some stuff up north, too. Traditional failure of most of the United States, Idaho and Iowa, easily confused. <laughs> I, we're right in the smack in the middle where there's not much going on. Hang on, Chance. Where do you live? Oh, okay. uh, California. California. Now, let me talk to you about California geography. It, and I'm going to pick on you a little bit here, but it's just people from California typically. Now, I'm not saying all but a lot of people from California are geographically challenged. They know where Texas is. They know where Florida is, kind of. They know where New York is, and they know where Idaho, Iowa. Mm. Or excuse me, California. Not Iowa. No. Not Iowa. They and don't know Texas. The it was the Ohio. same in Texas. I got the same when I lived in Texas for a long period. Idaho and Iowa—they're the same state. You know what? Maybe it's not just a California thing. Maybe it's just like it the is. Midwest just doesn't matter to anyone but the people is that there live there. People in California that Fly really give state, a crap bub. about us—I don't think so. No. Chance does Iowa? Have you ever been to Iowa? 
I have not. Open invitation. We'll take you out and get you some good food, son. And there's really not much else there. That's why it's all... We're all fat here. Restaurants uh, and uh, TV. We've been hanging our hat we, on Brayton of late. We got the Netflix. We, got, um, <laughs> I we did. I just bought a smart TV for my my Sprinter van. Chance, uh, <laughs> what are you racing this year? What did you race? I raced uh, the Work Series, which is another West Coast Series, and Big Six, and just the Hair and Health stuff. How do you like the Big Six Series? The Big Six Series is cool. It's, uh, it's really laid back. Um, it's they just got a national title for next year, so it's going to be a big title. There's lots of guys out there. and oh, cool. It's, uh, it's a fun, laid-back, kind of moto-style, GP-style series. So I did one a um, year before. No, it was last year. It was early last year. It was in Prim. Did you do, do you guys still race that one? Yeah. Yeah, I was out there. What boring. The, no way. It was Prim. super cool. Prim is boring. Well, maybe for you, but for racing, it was sweet. They had, we raced on the, on the short course, the truck short course. And oh, yeah, yeah. you hit those jumps at like 90. It's super cool. Yeah, no, they're fun. It's definitely uh, something unique. Like you're saying, Prem is definitely a pretty cool round. You get to race on the short course track, and you go out, and they do a little moto. and Go underneath the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buffalo Bills, right? Buffalo Bills uh, Casino that's yeah. there in I Prim. think that's where the sign-up is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Even the people that are in there for entertainment purposes look like somebody just stole their last social security check. <laughs> oh, I'm gee, serious. Very depressing. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally agreeing. It's <laughs> probably not a popular opinion, but uh, has that series yeah. been swelling or shrinking? Has it been going pretty well for them? Uh yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. I think the last year, the first round at Atalanto, I think they had over 2,500 entries oh wow. my word wow what do you do yeah, what do you put on it what what kind of salve do you put on it to reduce the swelling <laughs> that's yeah. awesome 2500 yeah. when i asked what you're racing i meant what motorcycle oh i'm racing uh i'm racing for factory beta usa so i'm racing a beta 430 rr wow so the talk about that bike um the, it's an italian company they're uh they're really well-crafted bikes they're similar to a husky or a ktm um they're kind of under they're not as well known obviously as some of the bigger brands but they uh have a lot better service and um they're i think they're better bikes overall um they're starting to do a demo tour and they're doing a little bit of everything now and so um definitely check that out it's it's they're definitely a hands-down great bike no doubt i'm a big fan having uh currently own one myself i also work at a dealer for them here in the midwest uh their service as far as uh from the factory to a dealer is just a lot better and i'm sure you're getting that same vibe from them why'd you pick the 430 i mean it's one of the <coughs> pardon me they have a really wide offering of motors you go 250 350 430 a 450 and then there's a 490 i want to say is that sound right to you yeah the 480 and then they have a 500 480 that's it what's a, what's the what's the biggest difference between a 450 and a 490 is it power band or what is it i can't believe the frame is different what's that no the frame and everything else is pretty much the same it's just mostly uh i mean you got a bigger piston bigger rod so it's just uh it feels to me it had a lot more torque i've noticed um it's just it feels a lot slower 
Hmm. Not slower, but as in like heavier, just seems like an overall bigger bike. Right. And so the 430 is more of a snappy motocross version of that. Are we talking about, PJ, are we talking about ounces or pounds? No, we're talking about CC's motor size. No, I, I get that, but I, what, what he's saying. He, it, it, it feels heavier, and, and realistically, yeah, the, the difference between them, you're talking less than five pounds from one bike to another. Okay. It's not actually weight. It, it's more the, power it's, delivery, I it, think. And it's, you know, you get some reciprocating mass where the bike wants to stand up. You know, guys will say the same thing in road racing that off-road guys say. Oh. You, the bike's way identical, but the bigger motorbike always feels bigger, and, and most people would agree that. But that doesn't mean you're going to win because you have the bigger motorbike, right? I mean, doesn't... Uh... Chance, I'm, I'm curious... Um, being a factory beta guy what kind of what kind of support is there you being in the big six the the works the national heron hound guy obviously you didn't ride the the 480 in the or the 430 in the two pro 250 class right Mm -hmm. yeah no i was on a 250 two stroke for that one and how is that bike in comparison to your four stroke um overall what i've the biggest thing i've noticed is uh it's a lot lighter um the frame's a lot smaller as well. Right. So I know some of the smaller guys, it suits them a lot better. But for me personally, I'm 6'2 or 6'1. So um, I like the I like the bigger feel of the four-stroke and the 430 and all that. And uh, especially at the high speed, the hair and hound stuff, stuff like that. The extra weight, in my opinion, actually helps. It just helps tracks across the desert better. Mm-hmm. How old are you right now? I just turned 20. 20. Okay. When you're 35, you will be down to six foot tall. I can guarantee you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's what happens. It did. It does happen. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, Italian, we'd be zipping down your zipper just to hear you talk. What? Yeah. <laughs> My old buddy Willie Farrell will tell you that as Italians get older, they wear the same pants. They just oh. pull them up higher oh, and wow. higher and higher. Yeah. All right. Chance Fullerton's our guest, 2018 National Heron Hound Champion in the Pro 250 class. Um, you won that with four first place finishes. Is that right? Yeah. Who was your your closest competitor this year? Um, I had a a couple different people. I, honestly, every round was different. Um, it was kind of weird. It was everyone kind of jumped around. Um, being being such a large series where it kind of jumps around and uh, goes so far in distance, you often get a lot of these local guys that are really good at like a certain round or whatever it may be, but um, generally speaking, there was a kid named Damon Wolfslayer. He raced a Yamaha. He was, uh, he ended up second in the series, and uh, he was always, he was consistently at every round, and he usually was on the podium with me for the most part, um, but like I said, there's a lot of local boys that just know how to ride the train very well. His name is Wolfslayer? Wolfslayer, yeah. That's the coolest name I ever heard. What about Frankenstein? That's pretty cool, too, pretty cool, yeah. But only because of the movie. Well, is his name, <laughs> Chance, his name was Wolf Slayer? Yeah, his last name is. Damon is his first name. Man, I had a kid a cool named name. Wolfenberger. Yeah. Not as cool, Scott. I'm sorry. Wolf Slayer. So is the four, I mean, when you go uh, to the open class, are you expecting the similar, I mean, uh, somewhat variable, or does the, the field level out because everybody's a little more in it at the open level? Um, the biggest thing I think is just trying to get the bike to be on the same level as theirs because obviously being on, on a bigger bike, the pace is a little faster and all that stuff. So once we get the bike dialed, dialed in, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Have you ever done any uh, desert racing other than Heron Hound? Um, yeah, I've done just the local District 37 stuff out here in California. And then 
Um, I've done a couple like Moran races and stuff like that in Nevada and other places. What about Baja? I have not done Baja. Any interest? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I've uh, I've talked to my mechanic about it a couple times. Um, just that, and then stuff like Vegas, Torino, and Best in the Desert stuff. Mm-hmm. I've that's crossed my mind too. Just people talking to me about it, but um, nothing that works right now. Jack uh, has been listening tonight to our guests, and uh, he meant he heard uh, our our current guest Chance Fullerton mention. Uh, you know, some riders and teams are jumping around, and. Uh, <laughs> All right, thank you, Jack. Good job. How do you chance we're the hippiest plus forty guys you ever met? Well, I think they call, they have a nick or they have a name for our age group. Don't Senior, they? yeah, Senior. it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I get I, I get more mail from AARP now than I do my family. Yeah, chance. I'm going to tell you something. In a blink of an eye, you're going to be in the senior class if you're lucky. We'll wait for you. Yeah, it exactly. Sucks. I believe it. It sucks. All right, quick, quick, quick sponsor roll. Who do you want to thank, Chance? Uh, Factory Beta USA, my team manager, Rodney, uh, my mechanic, Ryan, Kenda, FMF, Motul, uh, just pretty much everyone helps to build the bike, Recluse, Nitro Moose, and Enduro Engineering, Stamco Sport, ARC Levers, Seat Concepts, Motion Pro, uh, Works Connections, Evans Coolant, G2, Renthal for getting us bars, um, IMS for all the great products they supply, and just everyone over at Beta for uh, helping me get this far. I couldn't. Honestly, could not do it without him. Well, you had four first place finishes in the Pro 250 uh, class, and I got to tell you, you uh, wrapped up the championship in grand style. Uh, Chance, congratulations! We're looking forward to 2019. See what you're able to put up, and uh, see if you can defend well. How about that? Exactly. We'll see what I can do. Hey, I hope you have a good Turkey Day. I appreciate it. Thank right. you. You guys as well. Are you having turkey or are you having ham? Uh we'll see. Hopefully, a little bit of both. Okay. I'm going to go out and kill one tomorrow, I swear to God. Good luck. Man. I don't you care gotta, what the farmer said. I'm, you have to be I'm, really smart to out farm, <laughs> out, out, out uh, smart a, a hog farm. No, I go, what I do is I go into the turkey sheds, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Just take one shot, and you got two. You got to – them hog farms, they got they got gates now and oh, those yeah. factory farms. It's tough to get in. Chance, thank you very much, man. You're off to the pits. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for your time. Have a good one, buddy. Hey, stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. J.D. Beach, Stuart Baylor, a little open conversation time with the experts in the studio. Who are they? P.J. Duran, Tony Wink, and yours truly, I'm Scott Casper. Hats off to Jack and Leanne DeLeon for producing back after this. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.